1: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever
2: you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com.
0: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fuelled by a Guinness, powered by celery. The show that hasn't thrown in the towel because there's nothing to play for. Much grumbling against the Marshmen on Saturday, as it appeared that West Ham had come to bury Chelsea, not praise them. But thanks to a visually impaired referee, Chelsea got away with a draw. In truth, Chelsea's second-half display showed that there is some fight left in this shambles of a team, and with a bit of youthful vigour, we may yet show some of the fight and passion which is a minimum requirement for Chelsea supporters. I am Ch- I am Stanford Chidge and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast, Life in the Old Dog Yet. Um, a saying which could be applied to at least three out of four of the podcasters tonight on the show. Uh, obviously, obviously myself would be number one.
2: Are you, are you the No, dead, no, no,
0: no. Well, uh, well, I mean, Dan is not an old dog, is really what I'm saying.
3: I'm not far oh, behind you. I'm you always say you this
0: to make up for it, but the truth is, Dan, you are much younger, and if I was you, I would embrace that. But anyway, we have on the <laughs> show tonight the wonderful, after last scene heading off to have a net in Lords with his butler, we have the lovely Jonathan Kidd back with us.
2: Thank you. I'm, I'm off there again at the, are end, you? Of the uh, end of the show are tonight you know. as well. I've got, I've got my whites on. Have you, you got moment. your box in? and I've got my Okay, that's more there.
0: information than we needed <laughs> uh, I hope you I yeah. hope you washed it first oh, okay. oh good clean, that's that's clean good scented. that's all we require we also have Dan as you know Dan Silvers is in the house hey, uh, hey, fresh mate. after an evening in the Tommy Tucker with me on Saturday and then I think you headed off to see the beautiful gameplay didn't you I did
3: yeah they put an absolutely storming performance did they? really oh, really good on the best no, I've yeah, seen awesome. gu- I'm
0: gutted I missed it not least because I was drunk enough to really throw myself into the fray so there you go but never mind next time and of course last but by no means least we we are delighted to welcome back after his spectacular debut not two or three weeks ago we have the reverend tony glover uh known to people as Grocer jack from the potting shed good evening
1: archbishop, good evening, archbishop. it's a
0: pleasure it's really to lovely here. to have you back um I, I i i can't really remember because saturday i don't really remember much. did i see you on saturday I did,
1: didn't yes, I? <laughs> so in did. the we were in the, um, we the cock oh, before that.
0: I think that, that tells you everything you need to know about my match day. <laughs> uh, on that delightful note, uh, we shall move on. Oh, actually, before we do, I must say, there are absolutely loads of people in, in Mixless, one of my favourite people in the world, as we all know. The lovely Debs is there, Bob Ouzray, Mr Chiverton is in the house. Aniban uh a great name, an absolutely fantastic name, that. Uh, and who else? Gary Wilson, who will be giving me jip about Fabregas, no doubt, later. Steve Hadlow, Alison Fragley's in the house, lovely Clive Lewis, Steve, CFC Mode, Andy Silverman. Ah, Andy, um, I'm, I'm so so good to have you in the house with us because uh, hopefully we will cheer you up tonight because I know you've had a tough old week, so I hope you're all right, mate, and it's lovely to see you in here. Right, I think we should get on with the show, to, which is basically going to be tonight, about us asking, were Chelsea dominated and lucky to get a draw? Or did the players show some fight to prove they haven't actually downed tools for the summer yet? In part two, we'll ask why did Gus, or Goose if you prefer, start Remy instead of Triore? Is Fabregas showing future captaincy potential? Has Courtois lost confidence? And is Oscar one of the most disappointing Chelsea players of all time? And this is this an old script from Soap? Who knows? Anyway, in part three, that was one for the teenagers. Clearly went, yes, uh, I know. In part three, one. thanks to Chelsea having no midweek football for the foreseeable future, we will be throwing the show open to our listeners in Mixler and inviting them to ask questions of the panel. I going to say, to say, them. say inviting them well, to take over. Well, they can. The we plan. can all go home early, Jonathan. I mean, great idea. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call it a Chelsea quest, fancast question time, if you like. Um, but uh, what we'll do is we will, we will, when at the appropriate juncture before part three, we'll take a break and I'll get loads of questions in from you and I'll look after all of that. But that'll be nice. And it's really basically because part three is a bit null and void for the rest of this season because we don't have any midweek games. And I've got a few other things planned, like um, you know maybe do a few interviews of people. Cundy, I, I saw him on Saturday. He's promised to do me an interview. There are others around that I can do the same with. So hopefully we can sort something like that out. Now, in uh, part four to wrap up, as always, we're going to have our usual roundup of Chelsea Supporters News together with an exciting competition. Uh, You heard it on the last show. We're running it again this week, and it is to win, basically, money off vouchers from classic football shirts. So you can put it to a a Chelsea shirt. A 50 quid voucher, I think it is. So look out for that and make sure you enter. Who's making background noises? Silence.
1: That might have been me, Chid, sorry. I've now removed the Have you? Off, I don't even
2: want me. to know what it was. Are you You taking your clothes off now, Tony?
1: <laughs> oh, honestly, everyone will be trying to stab themselves in their he's, minds. Yeah, now, he's that probably that putting them
0: back on, Jonathan. That's the reality. <laughs> right, now, don't forget, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock by going to Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot Uh, forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast where you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page as so many do Uh, you can also tweet at Chelsea fancast during the show to tell us what you think about the games and anything else on Chelsea Uh, now after this little bit of madness from the Capital One Cup final where we beat Spurs we will talk about Chelsea versus West Ham Honest with you, I had a really, um, you know, I had a bit of a bad vibe about this game, and uh, and it, and it looked like my uh, premonition was going to bear fruit. I thought the first half was really, really sloppy. I thought we were giving the ball away all over the place. We weren't pressing. There was no energy, no pace. We weren't tracking back. And I thought, oh god. And then thankfully, Fabricus banged one in. A lovely free kick, I thought, on the stroke of half time. But the second half. Um, you know, even though West Ham, I thought, were, were a decent side, they pressed a lot. They had a lot of movement and pace and they bossed the midfield. But in the second half, I thought we were a very, very different team. I thought we pressed a lot better. Uh, we attacked with pace. We were putting tackles in. So, you know, here's the first question for Mr. Kidd. Uh oh, Do you think a draw was a fair result, Jonathan?
3: Um, I
2: did, despite the the media all, all saying that uh, West Ham were far superior. In fact, every newspaper article I've read has just said how wonderful. Wasn't 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 that a load of bollocks on match said, of the
0: day that they were saying that they yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the yeah. West Ham dominated us? I thought,
2: what are you, what game are you
0: watching? No, indeed, indeed.
2: But I thought they they controlled the midfield, and I thought we were, as you said, the the, the defence was a bit. Uh, all over the place and uh, basically Branner is a much better centre-half mm. than he is a right back. No, definitely. Um, and uh, um, and Dave tries hard as always. Dave puts in a shift and I think at the end of the season we'll be able to analyse all their contributions and think, well I think Dave's done pretty well. Willian as always was uh, was remarkably involved um, uh, and just plays out of his skin. Um, but um, uh, yeah, this, the, they've got some very tasty midfield players and, and Piyet is a is is a you know a class above for West Ham normally, but they, they've become the media's darlings um, uh, in a way that is uh, is completely over the top. And uh, um, as I said, I've read several articles where everybody was completely orgasmic about them, and you'd think that Chelsea were absolutely terrible and uh, and weren't contributing anything mm. at all to the game. Whereas I felt, as you say, that uh, um, I thought we did pretty well, particularly in the second yeah. half. Um, yeah. My, my my worry is, as you you're going to state later on, is I think that. The courtier has
0: just become yeah. a strange. Well, that, I think that's a, that's an interesting um, issue. We'll, we will part that, Jonathan. But that, that yeah, we'll that we'll is an, that. an but, interesting. Thought. But yeah, no,
2: I, I it was a very um, a very enjoyable game, very very open game. Um, and I thought we uh, particularly, as you say, particularly in the second half. I think we can we, we, we matched them, definitely matched them. So I uh, this this business about us being dominated was wasn't
0: it? Just really I, it's really interesting. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you said that because I mean Dan Dan will will verify this because he he saw mm. me in the pub immediately after the game and I was in a a heightened sense of uh, I was pumped up really I mean I I, it was intense that last kind of 20 minutes wasn't it Dan yeah and we we were playing well I mean you know we had plenty of chances we could have won that game I mean you know we could have lost it obviously we got a lucky penalty but you know I I was really pumped I I felt like we'd been at a proper match and I'd got to shout a lot and, and, and really get into it which is you know what is a minimum requirement for me
3: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, if they finally turned up for the last 20 minutes. I think with a bit, you know, a bit more luck, you know, had the two headers over the bar, the Fabregas overhead kick, the lots of cheap chance in the last minute. Quite easy to nick the three points. I say the, it was a poor, poor first half. Well, West, West Ham were a good side, but I think that's more to do with the fact that the league is relatively poor, poor. This season. Poor, poor. very Poor. poor. But yeah. poor, you know, there, there is a, you know. A smattering of determination, but they need to show it for ninety minutes. Not just well, this receive. is this is the thing, I mean, Dan,
0: which I can't get my head round because you know that that first half display it, it is redolent of so much of our first halves this season. They just seem to like come out, you know, not at the races. And it, I, I mean, one thing that intrigued me, and I and I wish I'd been a fly on the dressing room wall at half time, but they played like they'd got a rollicking, which they clearly needed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they that they, they, they mm. turned up. Um, I of the difference was when uh, Remy came off and we had a bit more fluidity up front because Remy. And, and also was, Pedro, Pedro's yeah. involvement and, and yeah. I
2: thought he did pretty well, old um, Kennedy. But you know Pedro's mm. much more experienced yeah. and, and was uh, even though he still knocked off the ball too easily, unfortunately.
3: He'll um, it, learn. I mean the problem was Remy was coming deep so often to pick up the ball. He wasn't making the runs. Any time they interlinked the second half, he, he got got a turn and shot away. But other than that, he was. Nowhere near, so we didn't really have an outlet to move forward. So every time we tried to move forward, yeah, there, I, there, hit, I agree with it, that. It I mean, see?
0: the interesting thing if you just kind of go go back to this whole West Ham were robbed and uh, you know, we were we were rubbish compared to them, Tony. Um, the way I saw it, West Ham scored their second goal very much against the run of play,
1: it was a hundred percent against the run of play. Um, and from where you know, I don't sit that far from you, I I'll put my cards on the table. I thought that was the best half of football I've seen at Stamford mm. Bridge this year, that second half. End to end, handbags, cuffs, yeah. the lot, all in there uh, and it got the blood you? I don't did. know
0: where you, well, you're in, you're in the same end as me aren't you because I had no idea what was yes. going on there but it was, looked like there was going to be a massive yes. off at any second which was making me very yes. excited.
1: Indeed and interesting enough it, it kicked off a bit behind me. Did it? To Chelsea. I don't, yeah because I had a, a, a fan, I'm going to use the word loosely here, but um, uh, he just whinged all the way from the, you know, all the way through the game. One minute William was great, next minute William was the worst player. Get rid of them all, sack everybody, burn the club down. It was just on and on. <laughs> the guy behind him then said, "I've had enough, so shut up." And then it all started to kick off there, and he'd really gone at Oscar. This guy'd really, really gone at Oscar. So when Rubens Loftus cheek narrowly missed that shot at the end. I turned around and I said, "Oscar would have buried that." Mate. <laughs> and that actually did. That actually did uh, break the uh, the ice a little bit, and everyone started laughing. But it was fantastic. It was, you know, it's the frustration I think that you, everybody on this call, um, feels right, which is that there is something. Why yeah. can't we do that? I know you can't play for 90 minutes that intensity. You can't do it physically. It's impossible. But why not? Why wait not yeah. your goal down? Why wait until the second half? And we've been a team of two halves for some time now. But that second half, we were unlucky not to nick it. And let's not take it away. West Ham are a pretty decent side. Big village's building something there. Their first goal was sensational. I mean, you know, I don't think there was anybody that could be blamed for that. And I know people like to say, well, every goal must equal a defensive mistake. It was just a fantastic What, the, uh, Lanzini one. Uh, yeah, the Lanzini, Lanzini
0: one? Yeah, Lanzini-Brusco, as but, I like, but, like to call him.
1: Has anybody ever seen Fabricas do that before? I didn't even know he had a free kick. No, in. I
0: was I was surprised by yes. that. I'll be honest with you. It was a good free kick. Although yeah. I mean, he's is quite. In... Isn't
2: that the first one he's taken for
0: years? It's uh, the first time he scored a free well, kick since two two 2009, I believe. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, he, two, he... two goals yeah. as well. Yeah.
1: In the game. And yeah, and he could have been three because that overhead kick had me. Yeah, out I of thought my that chair. was going in, mate. Doing the yeah, get in, uh, you know, and then being the embarrassing one standing up when everyone's going, Go, like, he going back make, Going
0: back exist. to that Carroll like... goal, um, well, which obviously, yeah. you know, um, well, actually, I it, it, you know, I, He's a nemesis, he is, isn't he? Geez. I mean, I had a horrible feeling when he came in, but I think Branner was exposed again as a right back. But do you know what? When I went. What... It was Payet.
2: Pyatt did it. Pyatt made it. He, he, he was floating around waiting yeah. for that opportunity. But once again, I'm sorry. Um, Courtois just didn't make... No, I, I agree with that, victory. but yeah. the, the, the point exactly I was about agree. to
0: make was um, I watched it back on Match of the Day and it looked suspiciously offside.
3: There wasn't. C- Cahill, well, Cahill was it wasn't. Cahill played him on. Um, I don't think he's a valetious fault because the ball was down in the middle. He made a good one. Nobody trapped him. Ah, the well, there we go. And he had a free shot on goal. And Cour- Courtois just... I don't know what his, I, I, Clayton was on. He would probably give us more guidance. Cause he's a goalkeeper. I thought Courtois' position was shocking for that. He d- he didn't stand up. He kind of gave he gave Carroll the option to shoot because the way his body position was. So it was he gave he, he told Carroll to put it. He it hey, to one him. of you. And let, let me finish. Let say that had he stayed big and he made Carroll, you know, he, he didn't narrow any angles. Carroll had an easy shot to to his left.
2: It like, was make... like a little stick insect in the middle of the goal. It
3: yeah,
0: it was. Like, do you know really... what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, the, the apparently the greatest goalkeeper in the world, David De Gea, with that goal from, court, uh, from uh, Coutinho against Man United, but where yes. he basically didn't do anything. He just kind of flat. He flounced. He didn't try to make a save. And I felt that Courtois did well, much he... the same, really.
2: He actually he he went down. He descended, didn't he? Rather than sort of yeah. just standing there. He thought this must be... But, I mean, shot. you
0: know, they always say, you know, good goalkeepers sh- should only very rarely be beaten at their their near post, Tony. I mean, would you agree with that? Uh,
1: to a degree, yes. Mm-hmm. I think Courtois has um, been playing with a bit of a mixed bag of rubbish in front of him for large parts yeah. of the season. I hate Branagh at yeah. right back. I mean, it's it's square pegs yeah. and round holes. I has just... got a perfectly perfectly good right back and has Pulequetta, who's right-footed, and you're going to shove him in it. But I... I I, the dilemma,
2: Tony, is who do you put in? Who do well, you put in? Because you put, Baba is clearly a, a, a you know he's he's shot. He's he's
0: goose isn't. Yeah, good you know there. what, you bozos. We're going to talk about that in part two. So
2: yeah, keep your powder I know, dry.
1: I, I just want to go back to that goalkeeper thing. Um, the last two seasons of Peter check he had a bit of a weakness. He's near, his near post yeah, but he, as well. he In quite a few, that he couldn't get down. to. Well, I time, yeah. you know and,
0: I I think you know check uh, there, there, there were rumours that his eyesight's a bit dicky, that his elbows a bit dicky. You know, he was getting older, so there may there may a bit, be a bit of metal fatigue creeping in there. Listen, just to kind of completely move this on, um, uh, a lot of debate about Ruben Loftus Cheek's uh, penalty. Um, phew. I mean, it, it did look at, it it did look outside to me, Tony. It really did. Yeah. I mean, not at the uh, time. At the time, it, I thought it was it, nailed on. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah,
1: same there. Nailed on. And, and actually, I think there would have been a riot had that not been given. Now, in all fairness, the referee did take some stick and he, he did make a lot of foul-ups or whatever. But he took his time over that decision. He he, he, he waited a few seconds, obviously consulted with the lino. Um, I think Gus Heddings made a point, didn't he? He said that if it happened on the <laughs> line then it's still included as part of the Yeah, but it, was, the it wasn't even there. on the
0: line. It was, it was outside. No,
1: and it wasn't. And it, it looked at first when the first view on Bachelor Day. And I, actually, I was watching a Vine on Twitter as I came out of the ground. And I was thinking, he tripped himself up. Yeah, but that, that, that can like.
0: happen. If, if somebody pushes you, yeah. your, your leg yeah. can trip you up. I don't think he did a deliberate yeah. Norman Wisdom.
1: No, there was contact beforehand which, which would have moved his leg across, okay. So it Okay, starter for 10.
0: Okay, um, Fingers on buzzers, please. What was Norman Wisdom's catchphrase?
1: Mr. Grimsdale. Yeah, Mr. Grimsdale. so there
0: we go. So he didn't do it. He didn't deliberately trip himself up because if he had, he'd have got up, shaked himself down and he'd have gone, Mr. Grimsdale. So therefore it was, <laughs> he definitely didn't trip himself up.
2: Uh, I thought he got hit really? twice. I thought he got he got pushed and then he got tripped. And I thought the, the trip was on the line. I thought the push was outside, but the trip was on the line. Now, from yeah. where I was in the... You know, well actually I wasn't Well, it. I, I mean, I look,
0: Jonathan, I think there's no doubt it was outside and we were lucky to get it, but I think from what I understand the um the ref couldn't really see it, so he was relying on the linesman and I mean the linesman's made an absolute Horlicks if he couldn't see that that was outside. But you know what? You know, you win some, you lose some. We we've been on the on the on the other end of duff decisions for many, many, many a year. So I have no problem that we get a few going away, particularly if it makes the happy hammers unhappy. They were not happy, and that makes me happy. So there we go.
2: They were silenced, Chich. They were silenced in that end because they, they were. were I well, they thought they the won the
0: league, didn't they? Bunch of idiots. God, yeah. they, they made a noise though. I'll give them that. You know, they made a fair old noise. I thought on Saturday, but then if you're a West Ham fan right now, of course you're going to make some noise. You know, I think they're they're on a bit of a roll at the moment, and fair play to them. Um, funnily enough, I did a I did a a little bit of an interview with with some lad who runs a a West Ham website and. Uh, he was very nice, actually. He put it up saying, a refreshingly honest st- uh, uh, interview with a Chelsea fan. Uh, largely because I, I, I moaned about how shit we were, I think. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> were,
2: you, were you a bit... Pissed? No, no,
0: I was really quite... I was quite oh. phlegmatic. But what I did do, funnily enough, uh, and this is a beautiful segue, you'll love this, but what I did do, because uh, he wanted me to predict the score, and I said, look, you know, all logic says that you should probably do us by two or three. But I said football's mental, so I suspect we'll probably draw
3: 2-2. Ah. And we'll show <laughs> a better
0: passion and fight. And actually, you know... I, I, let's say that, I mean, I don't know whether you guys have been, you know, uh, purveying the uh, uh, social media and other, you know, articles that have been bouncing around since Saturday, but there seems to be a really gloomy, negative re- Oh, it's all rubbish. Gus is rubbish. No, you know, I actually... I, I was actually... I really... I had a... As I said earlier on, when we started the show, I had an awful feeling about this game and I, I went there kind of fully expecting them to just say, well, bollocks, season's over, we don't care, we're all off anyway and just do nothing. But actually... Which, to be fair, first half... Well, that's really no, looked no like. I just think that... I actually you know? thought they looked incompetent first half, Tony. That's slightly different. But actually, I left that match thinking, you know what? They haven't. They showed some fight. They showed some character. Oh, They've yeah. come back, you know, twi- from being behind twice
2: chuch according to goose he's he's saying that um uh, there's still league places yeah. to play for anything could happen well i th- we, we still you still could get into the europa league depending on who wins yeah. what you know if um, if uh, if if who's above us if um um who's who's in the the semi final and, and gets automatically into the by winning the fa yeah. cup um uh,
0: well united and west ham are still the, in at the, the, the moment
2: yeah if united are above us and they and they i'd say united win it um, or even West Ham win it. Well, that means there's a place less, isn't there? So you could finish yeah. seventh and still, and feasibly still, still qualify. For th- I think. League. I
0: think that tells you how annoying. Uh, I, I think. I think a lot. I think a lot of the disgruntlement is is coming from two places, really. One is, you know, a frustration that you know that we're drawing all the time, and and I think the entitlement merchants can't handle that, the fact that actually, you know we are pretty crap and Gus has done a fairly decent job in in steadying the ship but he hasn't
2: yeah, but they're also they're doing the... Well, that's what I was about to say,
0: it? you know. If we win if we win,
2: I know. the remaining eight games, we'll have 24 points and we might finish... Uh, but you know what, sixth, Jonathan,
0: which, course, Jonathan, to a certain extent, I, I agree with them in that frustration because actually the league is so crap this year that had we been able to yeah. beat a few teams in the last 14 games, we would have been in the mix, you know. if I tell you what, if we'd yeah, have won yeah. a few more games than we'd have drawn, we'd have been in the mix for the top four, let alone a place in Europe. That's how shocking... Yeah. The league is. I mean, I I love this. You know, if there's one stat which cheers me up, it's this: in Chelsea's worst season for 20 odd years, we're still only three points behind Liverpool. Yes. You know. I mean, and that says it all. So, you know, I don't know, Dan. What do you think? Do you think do you think everybody's being a bit negative, Mary, about it, or do they have a point?
4: Um.
3: I think it's entitlement merchants, as you said. There's a lot of huge expectation for the club, given the last sort of 12, 14 years. But we as we had no divine right. I think Devs might have said on Twitter there was no divine right to win stuff. We are where we are based on various reasons being documented throughout the season, and we just have to accept it. You know, you know, next season can get better or can get worse. We are. It's it's been shocking performances all season. There's nothing we can do about it. We have got you know try and finish the season on the high, but we still got four. The top six. Still well, well to play. Benny,
0: Benny, the Blues made a really good point yeah. just before we go to the break. But uh, you know, we've got what nine games left. What worries me is 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 six of them are away, and we're 25 points away from first. We've got City, Spurs, Leicester, Liverpool in in, in the in the last eight games. When was the last time we beat a, a, a top six team? And that's a very good point. It's you know it's going to be really tough. I mean, my prediction a while back when it all went very pear shaped and we were very very depressed was that I said that we will come 10th or 9th and we'll get about 55 points, you know. And I, I have a feeling that I, I don't think we're going to be far... I think I'm going to be right, and I, I should have put a bet on it. But you know what? I didn't. Now, after the break, uh, we're going to be asking, why did Goose start Remy instead of Traore? Is Fabregas uh, Gary Wilson's favourite player? No, sorry, it didn't say that. It says, uh, is he showing future captaincy potential? Has Courtois lost confidence? And is Oscar one of the most disappointing Chelsea players of all time? We will see you in a second. <laughs> the only place for Chelsea fans. FootballFanCast.com. Okay, welcome back. I am Stanford Chidge and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast and we've rapidly moved on to part two and I have in the house with me um, a, a wonderful Jonathan Kidd, Yo. a Yo. lovely Dan Silver and the Hello. very Hello. reverend Tony Glover, also known as Gary. Amen. lovely stuff. Now, um, there's quite a lot in this part, uh, but I, it's kind of—I don't know—I think it might be a little bit different from the normal show. But I want to—the first thing I really want to kick off with is—is is the thing that basically pissed me off the minute I walked in the ground and found out the starting eleven, uh, which was why on earth did um, Goose start Remy ahead of Triore? Uh, and, and it's not that I have anything particularly against Remy. In fact, I actually feel really sorry for Remy and the way he's been treated you know and I think I think we are to blame for losing him in many respects and you know I just don't think he really got the breaks and I think that deep buried down somewhere is a decent player but it so it's nothing to do with uh, I have anything against Remy but the fact's the mass that you know the fact remains is that um he has stunk the place out he's not going to be here uh come the summer so if, if cost does not fit why an, or, or suspended why on earth don't you just play Traore who's Proven that he can score goals, and I think is the future. Give him as much game time as experience as possible, Tony.
1: Uh, and I agree. I, it doesn't make any sense. I think I've, I've read Clayton's article that he's posted today. Um, we, we, I don't think we can start shovelling eight, nine youngsters into the team. But um, absolutely, Remy's a goal scorer, a, 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 a real post as well. But he, he, yeah, Remy. But he's been overlooked time and time again and Traore is playing with a great big smile on his face he's got no fear so stick him in there you know I think there was an ideal opportunity you know on maybe to actually get a good idea of where our kids stand by playing just one or two more of them against a team like West Ham whether the fans would understand that um, I don't know I mean I said that you know football fans uh, they exist in two states one of two states they're either fickle or irrational okay Um And so I'm a little bit, you know, I I would like to have seen that happen. I've sort of groaned a bit when Mm. I saw the team as well. Um, And I just think there are one or two that could have given the chance. Kennedy looks like a really bright, young uh, uh, fighter as well. You know, he's he's confident on the ball as well. But yeah, you know, Remy, you know, bless him, he does look like he's not interested. Mm. It's interesting,
0: isn't it? I mean, uh, you know. I thought Troy, Troy actually, you know, did very well when he came on, and 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 he was more direct, had more pace and energy, and and he looks to get into the right areas and he looks to score. I think I think the other the other thing that's really interesting, Dan, is it, it, and you're right, there is there is a bit of a debate between oh put all the youth in, play all the youth, and those that are saying well hang on, I mean I think the reality is, and I I actually did some homework today, Chidge did some research. Don't <laughs> all faint of shock. Um, <laughs> these these are the youth that we have in the first team squad at the moment. Oh, um, uh, uh, Ola Aynia I can I can never uh, is it Aina oh Yeah, Ola, that one. Uh, him, uh, Baba, uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek, Kennedy and Troyori. Those are the players, the youth players in the first team squad. Um, yeah, and Baba, we've seen a bit of, and the jury's very much out on him. Although I would not be averse to giving him a chance. And yesterday we started uh, with Kennedy. So that's not good enough. But we ended up with Ruben Loftus-Cheek coming on and playing a part and Traore coming on a, uh, and playing a part. And Kennedy went off injured. But what I would say is this, is that I could quite happily see Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Kennedy and Traore certainly getting regular starts for the rest of the season. And Anya and, and Baba on the bench. What's wrong with that? I mean, that's, you know... That for me is sensible. Who would
2: you, who would you drop? Who would you um, drop?
0: I, do you know what, Jonathan? I scribbled this out on my notepad because I knew you would ask me this very question. You know, um, <laughs> and that's a very good question. Um, if I was going to play, uh, Kennedy plays left back. Oh, sorry, plays uh, instead of Hazard at the moment. And I I think there's a very strong argument saying Hazard's off, fuck him. Although last week we were also saying he's a wonderful player. If his mind's right, keep him. But right now he's injured possibly for a month. So put Kennedy on the left wing. He's got wonderful energy. Um, Traore obviously goes up front. Um, I have no problem with him starting instead of Costa, who I don't think will be here after the summer anyway. Um, So that's two. And the the question then is, where do you play Ruben Loftus-Cheek? Now, without getting into the whole Fabregas thing, which we will do in a minute, I, we don't know where his best position is yet. But, I mean, frankly, it's either number 10 or it's it's in the deeper role. I would be tempted to put him in the deeper role because, one, I don't think Fabregas can play there because he leaves too much of a hole in midfield. And secondly, I think he, he, you know, as he proved yesterday, he's good at making runs from deep. And what we don't have with any of our midfielders at the moment is those that can make runs from deep.
2: So would you just drop Oscar, well,
0: do you think? Well, that's a, an absolute given, mate, because he's stinking the play. So we're going to talk about Oscar in a minute, JK. But, you know, but basically I would be, I would be more happy to see Fabregas play the number 10 knowing that he might get marked out of the game if you've got a Loftus-Cheek who can make runs from deep because none of the other midfielders do that. I mean, you know, you look at the the, the forward uh, midfielders, uh, the Williams and the Oscars and, and the Hazards and the Pedros, they are going to move across the pitch more, but they're going to be much higher up. Fabregas can't make a, a run from deep because he runs like a duck. So you might as well have uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek doing it. If you've got Mikel... Playing, you know, uh, as a defensive midfielder, I think you've got more than enough security there. Anyway, enough of that. Um, who would like to comment on that first? Can I
2: just talk about? Can I just talk about yeah, Matt yeah, Matt by he all means. I think he, he should be given another chance. I'm not convinced that, that Goose. No, is well, sure.
0: I, I, I did concede that. I, I think he's given him enough. Chances, yeah, I did you know, concede like, that. Yeah. You know, The bottom line is, JK, You know, there's five of them in there at the moment. One we're a bit worried about because we don't think he's good enough, which is Baba. Anya, we don't really know anything about. But, I mean, you know, yeah. the thing is, I think there's a lot of sense about people saying, you know, you can't put, like, eight youth players in. I mean, you've got to be completely mental to do that. No,
2: well, they would be they destroyed
0: would be. By, by, by professionals. They would be. Protectors. But there's nothing wrong with three or four. A mix
2: would be fine. Well, I, mean, I I, I think... Um, I agree with you. I, 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 the Remy situation. I think Goose mentioned it at a press conference. He said that he was in a in a, in a bad place or something. Who? um is. No. Um, Remy's in Remy. a bad place. Yes. So something. So there's something I, not working with him. He said yeah. at the press conference. I bet. He, he said, I bet he sings so Chelsea's a shithole. I want to go, go home. home.
3: Yeah. I think you still
0: that, has to keep it out. up. I, mean. yeah, I I feel really <laughs> sorry for him, Jonathan. But you know. It's no, it's just agree, one of those things that it's got all completely screwed up. Um,
3: Dan, what what do you think of my little plan? Do, am I talking sense here? I, th- I think you did because he's got a bit of he's dynamic. Lots of shit when he gets the ball the way he sort of surged forward. Cause he's a big, powerful unit. He's he's a he's sort of player we need to get plenty of. He's six foot plus. He's strong. He's powerful. Row past three or four tackles, got the penalty. When was the last time we saw someone do that well, this never. season? Run with the ball exactly. Um, Remy. I I don't think he fits our game plan. Saturday he was anonymous, he kept coming deep, game wise, he was never in the box. Yes he gets the odd goal, but he's he's not a top level striker. I mean he you know he, he fritted around QPR Newcastle. I think that, that's his level. He was he was possibly in another panic by last season to give us a third striker because we couldn't get anybody else. And he really at this stage as you said earlier, you give Troy seventy five minutes then you bring Remy on, you give loftus cheek a start. We know what mc can do. We know what all these players can do. We're not going to get relegated. Play three, four of yeah. them.
2: But I think, I'm think i I'm sorry to butt in here, but I think what Goof said was that they're still fighting for higher places, also because they're going to get more money. And that's the directive I think he's been given from the board. Um, so I, I, I think that we're unlikely to see them yeah. start, um, just because they need to attempt to maintain... What, whatever uh, position we get to, they want uh, to be. As and, and, as it, and
0: in one fell swoop, Jonathan, you have nailed the fuckwittery that we have at this football club, because this is that this is this is a, a microcosm of the problem that we've had for the last five years. On the one hand, it's like play the youth, develop the academy. I want to see homegrown players play, and then is but you've got to win everything, and if you don't, I'll fire you. It's absolute bollocks. If there's any ever a time to actually try and you know the thing about Rolf Lubenloft's cheek to, to go off on a bit of a tangent Jonathan because I know you and I both have reservations about him but when is Indeed. the best time to find out if he's good enough or not Now
2: this is a perfect, a perfect time. So if the club
0: is sitting there saying, "Oh, you've got to finish as high," of course we've got to finish up as high as the table. I get that, and I know that there's money involved, but there's a bigger picture here. And if they can't see that, it just shows you how how, that the rank mismanagement that proliferates throughout that football club. God blimey, I haven't had a rad like that for ages, Tony. I I (laughs) need to calm down and lie down. Take over for a minute. Well,
1: I I totally one hundred percent agree. I couldn't agree more. It is—it's ludicrous. We have this academy, which you know I've been critical of before because it's basically just a revenue stream, from, mm. from what I can see. Fair enough, you will uh, comply with um, FFP and all of, all of, all of that stuff that every other club pretty much ignored. Um, and you're right—we should be giving some of these youngsters a chance. Ruben's loftus ch- R L C he, he stunk the place out against Stoke, personally. That's what I thought. Mm. Um, but then this game against West Ham, he looked dangerous. And when he ran into the box to make that uh, the, the the penalty happen, I mean he was he surging, was, running in front of William, you know, and he found that space. So he, you know, it, you you want to call the penalty a false error? Yeah. That's what it did. He, he he made that happen, and I want to see some more of that. And I agree, you know, we we've become a club that, for whatever reason, is run by a committee of people, none of whom seem particularly. Uh, gifted in the world of football, Peter Kenyon, and we've discussed this before, right? He might well have been a Manchester United fan or whatever, but he knew that f- he knew that success on the pitch would equal success off it, okay? And he was able to pull that, or whatever, get that through to to Roman and and the other cronies, and that's gone missing. You you can't, you know. Let, let's be fair. Gus Hiddink is an experienced coach. He's got to be looking at that table thinking. We can't finish fourth or fifth or sixth. It's unlikely that every team above us is going to arse everything up and that we're going to go on an eight game winning run after yeah. the season we've had. It's unrealistic. And I just think he needs, you know, he's an experienced coach. And he might be Roman's friend, but he's, he's the one that should be sitting in front of Roman saying, forget yeah. it. You want me to do this. I've calmed it down. I've taken the toxicity that surrounded the club away, right? We're not going to get relegated. This is what you need to do if you want this to be a success and to build on it in the future. You've got to let him have his say. Otherwise, the next coach comes in, and we're, it's, you know, what was it Einstein said? The definition of bad madness? Yeah. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting exactly. a different
0: result. Spot on, mate. You know, Absolutely so, spot on. Um, over the that's over no, the that's lovely. Yeah, you did it in a far more calmer and collected and less libelous way than I did, uh, you know, which is why. But,
3: but can I. Can I. Can well, uh, slightly,
0: can, uh, only if you do it very quickly, because I want to talk about Fabregas.
2: Quick a quick rant. Um, uh, What what do you think the possibility is of that Conte comes in and uh, none of the youth get an opportunity and they just buy? Very
3: very likely, which fills me with rage. I don't disagree because I was reading an article about Conte. He 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 judged people on ability because he did bring in a couple of um, Juve youth players into the team. I mean, Pogba's he he developed Pogba, albeit you know they got him for United. He was only nineteen when um, he's brought into the team. So what I read, I think on Twitter today, he looks at ability and Technique rather than sort of you know superstar status, mm,
0: okay. Right, right, no, moving it on. Yeah. Fabregas. Um, here's the thing about Fabregas it was, I mean, there's a lot of debate after the match, and a lot of people saying that you know he was showing some leadership qualities. He, he, you know, should he or could he be our next captain? Um, I think to be really fair, I thought he played very, very well actually for most of the match. Um, I thought he had a, a massive impact in the second half. I mean, he could have had a hat-trick, as we all know. I I think he definitely showed leadership qualities. Uh, However, and and I've alluded to it before, I mean, you know, I've already talked about the fact that he runs like a duck and he can't tackle and playing him too deep and all that. Let's let's just ignore that for a second. Um, And I'm going to ask Dan first. um, What do you you reckon? Do you think that's a possibility? Is there potential there? Is it a possibility? I mean, I'll be honest and say I don't see it. But anyway, Dan, over to you. Uh,
3: I don't know. I mean... When I was at the Norwich game I've kind of watched it on the side from a different angle and he he does get around the pitch he's talking he's nibbling at referees nibbling at linesmen, he's vocal he's got experience whether he's ultimately the material I really don't know I mean we've, we've been spoiled by the yeah. most phenomenal captain in the last 20 years in world football so you know as, as a comparison it, it's it's just a moot point he's experienced he knows the game he's a winner. He's in midfield where he can influence the game a lot more than if he's a goalkeeper or forward. Not not beyond the realms of possibility, but who else is in that squad has got the real leadership? There is
0: none, is there? And that's the. I think. I think you got a really good point there, Dan. I I, I was going to say this, and I and I think. I mean, you know, look, there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who know that I have a, a, a almost. I could describe it as a personal issue with Fabregas because I just see him as an Arsenal or a Barcelona player and I hate Arsenal and Barcelona and and I just can't get over that and that's my own immaturity stupidity call it what you will but at least I'm honest about it but I think the bigger issue for all of us is going to be how on earth can you possibly follow John Terry as captain of Chelsea Football Club Tony
1: It'll be like following Sir Alex Ferguson into the Manchester United. It's suite, impossible, isn't it? it? Oh, uh, it, it is. It, it was the Matt Busby thing, wasn't it, as well. Um, it, it is impossible. You need somebody, I think. I don't think it would be, you know, you're even going to go two ways. You're going to promote from within or you're going to get somebody in, going back to what we've just spoken about with, you know, going and buying players and you bring something We had... In my view, we had an absolute natural successor to JT in David Louise.
0: Yeah, Captain, would... Captain Geezer legend, yes. as I coined. Yeah, Exactly, right.
1: And we, we, we kind of got 50 million quid and didn't replace him with anybody that had anywhere near that sort of passion or desire to win. Now, on the other hand, Fabregas, and I agree with Dan, you see him. He is picking away. He's telling players where to go. He's he's, he's cajoling them or whatever. And, and I think... He would be certainly worth a try in front of Ivanovic mm. as captain. I think Branagh, bless him, great player, but I, I you know, I am looking at a player I think has gone off a cliff unless he's, you know, in terms of that, that right back position. So but I was centre half. I
2: think he can captain from centre half Tony. Yeah,
1: it, I, I think he probably could, but he's not going to get that chance, I don't think. <laughs> I, I unless that is the pairing for next year. But we, none of us know that. Yeah. I, I'm just on the view that you've got In Fabregas, and I've never quite had the anti-Fabregas. Barcelona Arsenal thing about it because he came to us from Barca. As much as I hate them, it's not like, you know, it would be sweet, uh, I guess. The, the
0: way that I Arsenal, look at it, Tony, I, just to qualify that a little bit, I just don't see him as a Chelsea player in the in the, in the the context then, of what I've been used to for a long, long time.
1: Right. But then yeah, I watched him on Saturday. Okay, I thought he was No, I, 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 I would agree with sweet, that. Lovely, but and mine, when, and mine. when we scored, when we scored, he did not look like a man who was one of the rats. He did not mm. look like a man who lacked passion and didn't care about the club. He was roaring, absolutely mm-hmm. roaring. He tried to shoot the goal, crowd up, didn't he? He did. And yeah. then when he scored from the penalty, he did the same thing. I mean, yeah. he his performance alone, one of the reasons that game had me, you said you were pumped up, I was absolutely buzzing leaving that ground. And even if we hadn't got that equaliser, I would have still come out and been thinking, Christ, why can't we do that all the time? You know, that sort of attitude. So I'd give him a go.
3: Well, fair enough. Dan, know, yeah. Dan, what do you yeah. reckon? Yeah, I think I think it's spot on. I mean, the argument is, that, you know, look at captains through throughout the uh, the league. John Terry aside, there aren't any really outstanding characters? Is it more just like a ceremonial role, just to you know toss a coin at half-time and have an armband on? You know, is a captain of a team that important? Well, I think game? it is,
0: and I think actually you can see but, that it is by the fact that we've been so rudderless this season. You know, with yeah, JT but... not you know, in and out, a bit marginalised maybe, I think it does have a massive impact. But I think actually the reality of it is, Dan, and I think this is the other thing that I think we're all too aware of in the last 10 or so years, is that we've had a team that's had four, five, six captains on that pitch, yeah. and suddenly we have a team with really none and i think that's that's really where the issue lies i'm going to move this on a bit because i i just really want i, I want i'm going to talk to, about oscar before and hopefully we'll have time to talk about the other things on my on my agenda but um i it really pains me to say this because you know when oscar joined chelsea i i was so excited i actually thought that this was a kid that has the potential to be one of the best players in the world uh, and then you know, very soon after that, he scores those those goals against Juventus. And I thought, hello, here we go. I had, I, as we know, there's a lot of Brazilian friends of ours who listen to the show, full of praise and saying, "Yep, he's very highly thought of." But I, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a horrible old football term that that, that football pros use called uh, "he hasn't trained on." But you know, he he just hasn't improved and. And I just the question I would like to ask is, you know, is Oscar one of the most disappointing Chelsea players you've ever known, Jonathan? Um, Apart Alan from Alan Mays. Mays, I saw Alan Mays is actually in Mixler at the minute. Yeah, was oh,
2: he? Oh good,
0: um, Joe, Joe Allen. Allen. Yeah, but they weren't, you know, like playing for Brazil, were no, no, they? They
2: weren't. They weren't touted for being. I mean, you good. know, this yeah, this is, this is yeah. a kid
0: who genuinely has the talent, I believe.
2: I don't know Joe Allen when he came from Hartlepool, our hopes were well, high. I
0: know, but it's not really the same league, is it? No, no, I know. I'm only, I'm only kidding. Um, and don't say Robert uh, Fleck.
2: I'm sure. That, I'm sure there've been <laughs> comparable players uh, over, over the many, many, over the decades that I've been supporting Chelsea, who have. Uh, um, uh, here's, here's one for the oldies. Derek Kevin, signed from West Brom, England international, lasted, lasted a very, well, I think a season. What a disappointment. I hope there's. Some, is there anybody in Mixler who who Blimey, that's a, I, I
0: know. I remember um, the name, but blimey. Nineteen sixty-three. Yeah, yeah. I must. I must have read it in a book um, or something, Jonathan.
2: But no, I. I. I agree with you. I agree with you completely, Chidge. He's. Uh, he's. He's. He's not fulfilled his potential. He sort of plays in spurts. He played. That's what a his sisters say. When the, oh, He had a very good game. He had a very good game when um, Mourinho was, uh, was sacked, wasn't he? He came. I thought, Bloody hell! Yeah,
0: he it was the game, game after game. he got sacked, wasn't it? There.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's he's gone downhill again ever since. I mean, he did get stuck in a bit against West Ham. He got stuck in below. You know, I thought, oh, you're getting you're getting more involved, but um, he's uh, he's not contributing enough. He should be. I mean, you know, my, my contention is they spend so much money on these players. They all and we're supposed to be. They're supposed to be world class. Some of these players. We all thought that Oscar, as you say, was going to be world class. Uh, in the same way that Hazard this year is world class and hasn't contributed at all, so um, none of the players has come up to the level of of, of being world class, other than than, mm. than Willian uh, and and Dave.
0: And I, I think I think you know, arguably Willian is, is less of a complete footballer than Oscar. And that, that's I mean the, the what yes what...
2: yes he's he's well, he occasionally is rubbish. His corners are occasionally mm. terrible. Um, and uh, and occasionally he gives the ball away, so he's a bit more a bit more human. But nonetheless, he's the level that we would like the team to perform. Yeah, but it's
0: just I mean you know the, the way I saw Oscar Dan, I mean Oscar for me could and should have been the successor to Frank Lampard. That, that's how highly I th- rated this kid.
3: Yeah, I mean I saw him in the Olympics final, and he's playing the same team as Neymar, and he yeah. was by far and away yeah. the best player on the pitch. I saw that, that too. He was outstanding. Um, the problem is. Again, it's one of these places. What's his, what is his best position? I mean, he, he can tackle and he can tackle well. He can pass. He can score a goal. He can't put all three together consistently in a in a match. Where, you know, is he is he a wide left? Is he sent number ten? Is he a holding midfielder? Where's his best role? He hasn't really been given a chance to say right. Okay, you're going to be number ten. Here's your position. Make it your own because he, he's played deep. He's played wide. He's he, he's uh, he, nothing, nothing yeah. consistent. You know, he will have one good game, one bad game, will disappear for 20 minutes, yeah. and if Juventus won him for 30 million. Well, I was going to I was going to hang on, on, hang on,
0: on I was going to say actually, Tony, do you do you think he'll go, and do you think he should go?
1: I think he'll go. I don't know whether he sh- he should go. He's he's a, he's a marmite, isn't he? Um, you know, when you see him on his day, it's interesting what Dan just said there about. Having seen him in the Olympic final, when you know same pitch as Neymar, yeah, and he, he was, was I far remember far seeing away that. a better player, that begs the question: Is it us that's ruined him? Um, you know, the Nigerian. Chelsea Football Club ruining world-class
0: they, players since 2004. Yeah, but, yeah they, new they, stickers they coming out the, next week. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, and it's just it's, You know, is 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 it something that we've done that's, that's turned him into this um, real yeah, or not paying him player, too much money, you know? I would suggest. It, it, yeah, you could be right. I think it's just a bit of a shame, really, because I had the same sort of high hopes, and I, um, uh, for him, um, and you see, it, I mean, I still think he's a little lightweight. I th- you know, I think he gets knocked off the ball a bit too easy. He was culpable for the second goal that West mm. Ham scored because it was him yeah. who gave the ball away when he had he drove and, and then and didn't track back, just gave it away and shrugged his shoulders. Then, yeah, he yeah. did. And I, I, I think you know the fans haven't. You know, the, you know, I think we we are more patient with players possibly yeah, than I'd anybody. Agree with that. At uh, Chelsea, you know, we do give them, you know, uh, a, a long time. You look, remember old Shevchenko. I mean, for for the fact that we bought him, is he, he was knackered, but he tried, he tried, he tried, he tried, and he didn't. His body language. And he didn't scored show, a world but, against know, he, Spurs, he so for... all was forgiven. Yeah.
0: Same so, with Torres.
1: Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, but with Torres, it almost looked like his body language. He's sort of, sort of kind of slouching demeanour, but I think with in, in our. there's
2: another one. Yeah. Baldrip
1: I mean, I, to his I friends. <laughs> yeah, I would think with with um, with with Oscar. I mean, if he's a part exchange deal against Pogba,
0: yeah, go, go. For,
1: you know, I I, I think, um, uh, he's probably had long enough. And and let's bear this in mind. Last season, I thought he'd kick on this season because in the close season he was injured, right, or allegedly injured, and I that would that was pretty much his first. Um, where he wasn't being touted around you know like because Brazil tend to whore their footballers around don't they you know for money and marketing and all this sort of stuff so he'd had a proper you know pre-season and he's still mm. disappointed that's
0: interesting isn't it Jonathan I know you wanted to come in with a point do, do you want to come back in with that
2: no it was just that we we actually said at the end of last season who were the players we wouldn't mind going was he and really he was one of them from last season so I was surprised that Mourinho mm. kept him on because mm. I thought that Mourinho would have noticed well actually yeah uh, he didn't perform at all. Because we, our attitude towards Mourinho, if anybody didn't perform, yeah, they got shipped yeah. out. So the fact that he carried on for the season was, 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 was slightly bewildering.
0: Mm. Interesting stuff. Um, we're going to have to close this off and we're going to go to part three in a minute. But before we do, something's just occurred to me. Uh, Loudrop, massive disappointment uh, when we, we signed him. And I thought, wow, we've got this amazing world-class player. Mm. And he played a couple of times and then went home. <laughs> I would disagree really? with you there. Cuz you suggestion. didn't think you didn't didn't yeah, expect he, him to he, do much.
2: He was actually you know he played quite yeah. well. But but something yeah. happened. Yeah. I can't remember he 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 homesick. He, he gave
1: He was up. homesick, yeah. 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 He scored yeah. a goal against Middlesbrough um I and, of... uh, he he didn't even celebrate it. He just sort of yeah. trudged back Alvaro. to the halfway line. Casiraghi
0: actually yeah. is another one because of course yeah, that was a really really big signing for us an Italian and a striker and and then he Killed himself, didn't he, in that injury, basically, and that yeah. was it, you know. And I, I, yeah. th- that was his point. I, I
2: didn't think he was a disappointment, I just thought he was,
0: yeah, different beginning. kind of disappointment, but, but we... really. Yeah,
2: Yeah, we knew it. We knew he was dreadful. And then getting injured was kind of inevitable because he was so yeah. slow. All right, listen, guys, Guys, we've got we'll to, to, go to
0: go to the break. But uh, after this little break coming up, um, we're having a little change of, uh, change of pace, really. Um, normally, we'd be talking about a midweek game. But thanks to Chelsea being shit, we don't have any midweek games at the moment. In fact, we won't have for the rest of the season. So that means I have to come up with something in part three. Uh, to give you, lovely listeners, value for money. Not that you pay, but you know what I mean. Um, Anyway, this week, I'm going to... uh, Maybe you should pay, you know. Was it pay-per-play or something? (laughs) Anyway, performance-related pay. If you think we've done a good job, you should pay us no money coming in this week lads um anyway the bottom line is this next part what we're going to do is uh, we're going to invite you the people that are listening live on mixler um the hardcore of the chelsea fancast to ask some questions so what i'm going to ask you to do is to ask questions and you can put them to any one of us but if you say in mixler when you write it down who you want to ask it of then that will help me so there we go we have a bit of a chelsea fancast question time and we'll see you in a second
3: Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea Football
0: Welcome to uh, back to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stanford Chidge, and uh, by way of a slight diversion, thanks to no more away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Jig. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Midweek games of the season. We're going to do something slightly different each week. On uh, in part three, sometimes we'll open it out to the mix of people, like we are doing tonight, where they can ask us questions. Sometimes I might cut in an interview I've done with somebody interesting, certainly more interesting than us. Uh, I saw Cundy, Jason Cundy, in the pub on Saturday, and he's agreed to do an interview with me, so that'll be coming up on a show soon. So, uh, without further ado, we have our little, our very own little. Chelsea fancast question time, and the first question um, I'm going to do this first of all to Tony. Actually, is Bob Uzray says, who do you think we could get that can replace JT? Well,
1: Brian, mean, that is a big question. Um, okay, so let's take into account that we're not going to include giving Fabregas a go at that. Um,
0: I think I think he, I'm, let's it, assume it, he means uh, a central. I don't know if he means central defender or captain. Yeah. Or
1: captain. Well, as a central defender, um, I think we've you know we probably have got somebody. And I think um, you've got Cahill and Zuma now. When JT was out, um, Cahill and Branner actually. But that those formations worked. I don't think our problem is our central pairing. I think our problem is more with our left and right back and this, the whole square peg round hole. I love I love as but when he plays left back, when he gets down the wing, he's pretty much got no option except to try and cut in <clears throat> to get the ball on his right foot um and uh I think it's an extraordinarily arrogant attitude that the modern day coaches have that says um I know where you should play better than you do um and I know better than the fans who know that you're a right back or a whatever um you know square pegs and square rolls that's my view on that sort of thing so I, I think when I look around when I look around the premiership um or even across Europe i don't nobody sort of stands out as a you know you, you're not going to go and get um Who's the fella from Barcelona? Um, he retired now, and he, Puglio. You're, Puglio. you're yeah. not going to go and get. You're not going to go and get a player like that. Um, and because I think this, the modern game is all about the players are much more utility type players and uh, and, uh, and have to be flexible. I think is it is the Christensen. Is he is he not a centre back
3: well, as well? Yeah, he's is, is, um, gone, Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan. You know.
2: No, I was going to suggest him. I, I think he should he should definitely come into the uh, into the scenario into the <laughs> reckoning. Um, because he's playing so well, I don't know whether he's on a he's on a two two year loan. Whether they can interrupt. I, I don't know, loan. mate.
0: But he also made some noises about he doesn't really want to come back, which is a bit worrying. Dan, I, I had a thought about this uh, in terms of captain and central defender, but I, I really think that Kurt Zuma's got some potential. Actually, I think that kid's got big, big bollocks, mate. I tell you, and he, he he's a potential leader for me. What do you think, Dan?
3: Yeah, I think I think he's a, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, you know the man Zuma Zuma, we made the right decision game for Zuma, he's big he's powerful I think he gets Chelsea you look at the smile on his face when stuff happens I think he gets Chelsea I think JT's kind of giving him the Chelsea ethos which we need we need somebody to take over the mantle but on a wider picture we, we, we've got players other clubs want so let's play hardball you want Hazard we want you know we want him we want Varane yeah. for example you know if you, if you want our best player we want Varane or we want Whoever. Well, of
0: course, Varane, Varane we, and Zuma will probably be the central defence for France for many years to come, won't they? Yeah,
3: I mean, that's, a pe- yeah. that's pace, power, mm. good with the ball. We have to grow some balls. And whoever's whoever is in charge of transfers says, listen, you want Eden Hazard, fine, we'll give us Varane and give us somebody else. You're not going to walk away with 70 million because 70 million <coughs> doesn't really help us because people then know we've got money and that kind of devalues the product we want to buy because they know we have to pay silly money. right. Next question
0: uh, from James Peregrine. I'm going to ask Jonathan first. Uh, It's on a similar theme, really, actually. Would you like to see Matt... I don't know if James is from the States or not, but I suspect he might be with this question. Would you like to see Matt Miazga play for the Chelsea full team this year, Jonathan?
2: Um, I would like to see him come on as a sub, just so that we've got an idea of him. I think the thing you've got to trust... Goose, really, is to, to play the players he thinks are ready. Um, and it. Well, it's going back to what we discussed in the first half. Um, you can't just give them a go. Um, well, you, you could, but they won't give them a go unless they think they're good enough to play in the first team uh, against um, Premier League opposition. So um, I suspect if he does get a game, it might be uh, um, I can't even think any 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 fixtures anymore are meaningless. If Goose's aim and has been told by the board to get Chelsea as high up the division as possible, I don't think he's going to get a game. I'd like to see him because I've got no clue how he plays.
3: So um,
0: that that would be my answer. Dan, what that. do you reckon?
3: Oh, good, nothing to lose. Um, but I think echo what Jonathan said. Gus has instructions, and I think you're going to be stuck with the the current. Malaise players to the end of the season it typically comes to we can't move higher can't move lower I mean again he might be one of these long term Vitesse Arnhem type signings you might see him over in Holland next year for a year but talking to the guys in the States they don't rate him particularly mm-hmm. highly because um, because are purely based on the standard they're uh, the mls to glorify you know you know what i think You so...
0: i think you sadly might have a point there dan and and tony you know i i'm worried that a lot of the appalling signings that we've made recently have got far more to do with what i actually think are quite sinister kind of you know smoke-filled room type deals with uh kia who's now chelsea's preferred agent now mendez has gone off with his bum chum Mourinho. Uh, you know, but I, I think you know signing Pato, uh The Ramirez deal was, uh, you know, brokered by Durabgian. uh Miazga is a Girardian client. I think there's a lot of this going on, and I really don't like Isn't it. Is
2: there a theory, Chid That's that. Chidget, your theory. That's just a, a, a quid well, pro yeah, quo. Well, yeah. You know that, that Pato has been signed purely because the Ram- of the Ramirez. Yeah, but team. why?
0: Because it's made absolutely diddly squat difference to strengthening the first team squad. I mean, it's
2: it. As it, a kind of it's crazy, Jonathan. In getting 25 it's million, absolutely, it's absolutely. It's, it's
0: not just it crazy. crazy. It's, it's 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 kind of okay. Let, let's let's let's. Let, let, we've all kind of worked, you know, even me. But I mean, if you ran a company and you've got a deal with some mate of yours that says, "I'll tell you what, can you have ten of my shit staff for about three months because it really do me a favor financially, but it might kind of completely destroy your company in the short term? What would you do? I mean, that's yeah. what's going on. It's abs- It's almost criminal. I think it's awful, Tony. What do you reckon?
1: Well, I, 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 and again, um, I, I, I agree totally with you. In fact, the the article there was an article in the Guardian. I think it was Barney, Barney Rona, yeah, Rony, uh, yeah, who wrote it. Um, uh, and he actually, you know, it's it's, it's a very very murky Tis. business. Whatever's gone on um, with Pato. and you, as you rightly mentioned, it's this Kier uh, Jarabchan, who's the uh, seems to be the architect of all of it. And it is worrying that we, you know, we're not buying. The, the right thing I mean if you, you go back to this I think we spoke about it and certainly we mentioned it the list of players out to the list of players in it's a, it's a massive mismatch in terms yeah. of ability uh, uh, and everything now I know we wanted to do the FFP thing but City ignored it Barcelona ignored it Real Madrid ignored it um, and it's been pretty much swept under the carpet now I think as a, as a general principle or whatever or it's been watered down so I'm, I am I worry about it because you know it's 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 a hold over the club yeah, that is is actually not work this season for sure, and I can't see it working in the future. And I'd like to think that Conti is going to come in and say, um, if it is Conti, of course, um, uh, to, to come in and say, I run the the football side yeah. of this thing, <laughs> All right? So these uh, my list of players. You go get them. Yeah, but you don't start buying me mm. presents. I don't, you know, you don't need presents and and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, very very murky. Uh, doesn't shine a very great no, light on us when you I, I just article. think it's a,
0: I really do I, as I said I think it's sinister I don't like it at all and the reason I don't like it is I don't think it, it adds anything to the first team squad and that surely is what it has to be about now I've got a great question for Jonathan here uh, from our lovely mate Gary Wilson who says uh, Johnny Kidd you have many years of watching Chelsea like us what many years. What formation would you play next year, and what purchases would you make within reason? P.S. Answer in a Cockney accent.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's difficult for me to make that assessment because I'm not a manager of material so uh, I don't really know who I would play. I like a couple of players up, a couple of wingers. I like a fullback booting the ball down the pitch and everybody running after it because uh, that's my kind of era, you know. I like people to say, yeah, uh, uh, it's more like it as the ball is uh, kicked miles into the penalty area and everybody rushes for it. Uh, so, a uh, couple of players up, 4 four four two I like and uh, I'd have, uh, who else would I have? Um, um, yeah, a winger. I would we buy? I'd like like to buy um, uh, a good uh, I'd like to buy Robin back I'd like to have um, uh, I'd like to buy uh, a good centre forward like uh, it's your phone again um, it's my no it's not my phone it's my uh. computer or the one that doesn't can't get Skype um, I'd like to have uh, uh, I mean no seriously I love Robin I think he's one of the best players I've ever played for Chelsea and um, uh. But I don't know. Who we could buy. I don't bloody know. I don't know. We'd be able to. We want to join us with no European football. Uh, and also, we content will make his decision who he wants. And I have this terrible feeling that next year we'll have me, nearly the same players we've got this year. Um, so, uh, and we need to get a few loanies back. But uh, yeah, is that that's brilliant? Right well answered,
0: Jonathan. Be? Now, Benny the Blue's got a great mm. question which I'm going to ask, but I defy any, any four of us to answer it. So, but I will ask it because you have taken the trouble to do so. He says, how does the loan system work and how easily can we get loanies back? And I'll try and answer it very briefly because I don't really know, but from what I can understand, the loan system works by us loaning out a load of talent, uh, because it means that we can hoard talent and prevent other clubs from buying it. And then we can sell them on with no intention of ever playing them and sell them on for a healthy profit. Uh, now, how can, easily can we get loanies back? I don't think you can. I think, basically, if you have agreed on a loan deal, that's it. I think there, there's some kind of mad emergency clause. But generally speaking, if you've loaned somebody out for two years, yeah. they're loaned out for two years. And that's that, isn't it, boys? No, but it
3: depends on the terms of the loan. I think, generally, if it's a 12-month season-long loan, they'd normally have a break clause in the January transfer window. And if it's a two-year loan, you have a break after the first season. So it's not, it's not such a you know, clean-cut two-year deal. So that's how it works. And you look at Chelsea, you've got 32 players on loan. Average price of, say, anywhere from £3 million upwards, you've got £100 million pounds of revenue out out, of out the club. The like loan system, generally, this is a 28-day emergency. You've got break clauses throughout the the term of loan, but only during the transfer windows. All
0: right, OK. Uh, that's all we got to say about that, as Forrest Gump would say. Mark Abu has a fantastic question. Uh, to, to all of us really what was your lowest point ever as a Chelsea fan Tony first
1: getting relegated in the days when we, I, I think it was, we were relegated through a play that would have been I think it was yeah that came up wasn't it I think at ACA? that time um,
0: yeah it was around yeah, that time. I was very dis- I was going to say it, that it, yeah
1: yeah, yeah, and I think you know it. It really didn't get much lower than that. And I think actually in the playoffs we should we were still a better team than the, the whoever it was we lost to. So I think we were expected to to remain in the old first division. Wasn't and we got Sunderland? relegated.
2: Didn't we lose to Sunderland?
1: It you? may well have been um, JK I can't I honestly can't remember. We'll I think it was about 88, wasn't it? But yeah. it was Middlesbrough. Yes, I Yeah,
0: Borough was, was the playoff. Off.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah,
1: and I, th- I think what it was is they—it was when they were changing the number of teams in the first division and, and out to the old second division or whatever—and so they went through about two or three years of these playoffs in order to reduce the numbers. Um, but it was—it uh, was a devastating, and I think actually it probably summed up the club's travails at the time. It was a, almost like an ongoing—it um, was the the, the trough. From all of the bad stuff in the seventies, with the selling of the club, the building of the East Stand that bankrupted it, etc. You know, so a real. But on point, the other, you know? on the other
0: side of the coin, of course, uh, the next season is one of my favourite seasons at Chelsea ever, which is when Bobby Campbell took us back up, and and, and uh, yes, which is and that's why we love yeah, football, isn't it? And it but it, that was brilliant yeah, that it, was season. When, um, I loved that season. Was that Graham Roberts? Yeah, Graham Roberts yeah. yeah, was captain. 17, Seventeen
2: goals. He always, yeah. always took penalties. Yeah, um, I love that.
0: Yeah, what was your worst moment, moment JK? Um,
2: losing to Sheffield Wednesday in the 1966... Oh, yeah, yeah, final, yeah. ...when Jim McCalliog, who would played for us for two years, That's scored right, against yeah. us. And I was with my dad, and uh, we left ten minutes before the end, and we discovered that they'd Now, here's an interesting again, fact, and, uh, which I know
0: Jonathan will remember, but that is the only time we ever wore the Inter Milan shirts.
2: Which I... I my dad bought me... That yeah. Kit, I used to, to love believe. that shirt and I I've a picture of me with it um uh, standing in the garden inappropriately in front of a hydrangea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the mind boggles. That's a good shout JK. Dan what's your worst moment?
3: Yeah, I've got I've got a couple um the 4-0 FA Cup defeat in 94.
0: That was, yeah, that's yeah, one of mine thought, as well. That was, that was one of mine, yeah. That was um, dreadful, dreadful. I agree. I tell you what also the
3: Barcelona yeah. final when yeah. we were robbed. That was <coughs> um, that's probably you, up there with you've the you just, you
0: just nicked my two, Dan. That was exactly what I was gonna say. No, I'm that's sorry. fine, that's all right. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And the third one was uh, Moscow.
0: Ah, that's a really good shout, actually, Dan. I mean, I have a weird hmm. relationship with the Moscow. Uh, Champions League final because actually that should be one of if not my most disappointing moment but actually for me it's like it never happened because I mean people have heard this story millions of times before I'm sure but I had to work that night so I was stuck in a theatre in Runcorn filming Ricky Tomlinson uh, and I had no access to radio or TV and I, and I missed the whole lot and then I got back to the hotel and had a few drinks and found out we'd lost and, and I just didn't want to know so I just kind of ignored it I have still to this day have yeah. never seen the match do you know?
3: Actually, can I just throw one more in very quickly? Um, Sheffield Wednesday semi-final, um, I think, can't remember what it was, 91 maybe, when we lost 2-0 at home and then 3-1 in Hillsborough. Mm. You remember yeah, that vaguely. One? i think. Yeah. Su- su- I tell was you was what,
0: was another one that really pissed me off, Sunderland in the Milk Cup, when Flash scored and somebody chased him around the pitch and tried to thump him. Yeah. Yeah, that was 92, yeah. wasn't it?
3: Uh, they down, Jas- down, Jasper lost it in the first leg, didn't they?
0: Yeah, he well, they? they mugged us, us off me? up there. Yeah, go on, throw in. one more in, and then we'll move yeah. on to another question. I think
1: it was the 19. I think it, was, it would have been 71 or 72 League Cup oh, final against 72. Stoke. Oh, 72. Yeah, and I think they had a guy it was playing. 903, against,
0: wasn't it? Was That's George
1: right, George Easton, I think it was, wasn't he? And he it absolutely. Was. He looked like he was off of the. um Uh, the fast show of the football (laughs) clubs. you know I mean the the guy was running around the only thing he didn't have was a pipe no he did no he did actually he (laughs) did
0: play with a pipe and he he would (laughs) he would would, would stand up (laughs) look around with his hand across his forehead looking for passes (laughs) with his foot on the ball didn't he
1: but I just remember that that, that that was a that was our glory team with Hutch and Aussie um, uh, and all of them in there, and we somehow conspired to 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 go and to lose snatch, that game. Snatch was, victory, recall, defeat yeah. from
0: the jaws of victory. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. brilliant yeah. stuff. Right, there's a question here for me. I, I, I'm, I'm going to answer this because Gary has asked it, and he says, "Question for Chidge, if not Conte, who would you take as manager right now?" I take Harry fuck Michael Mike fucking Bassett, mate, or Harry Bassett, Mike Bassett, isn't it? Four, four, fucking two. That one, yeah, yeah I'd have yeah, him because yeah. he couldn't do any worse than what we've been doing. Um, in all seriousness, actually, um, if if we couldn't get Conte, I really, I would have no problem in approaching Ronald Koeman. A lot of people think I'm batshit insane for saying this, but I, I think, no, I I'm think Koeman that. is a is is a good manager, and I think he's going to be a really top manager. And the other thing about Koeman is that you know he has the kudos and the credentials as as a as a former great player i mean the, the, this guy won the the european cup for barcelona you know he played for the du- a really good dutch side this guy has got got it all and he's and i like him I, there's something about kuman i like and i i would take him
3: good job. yeah good you job. up
0: for that Dan and, and any any suggestions yeah. to you three
3: i mean I, I, if we're talking about fancy i'd love to get Pochicino, Yeah, i think he's done so well i mean he's He's, 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 you know, brought the youth through, which is a huge claim to do. I think he's a very good manager. Um, there, there was an argument that he his teams die off, so let's see happens in the next six weeks. But Pocicino would be a good shot for me. Okay, Mark Hughes, I like. Now that's a that's a, Mark, what,
0: what are those funny noises that keep appearing? God knows. I'll is that your computer? Oh yeah, just yeah. turn it off, mate. Mark Hughes is a is a is a really interesting choice. You know, I mean, it's really funny whenever whenever he gets. Uh, Mentioned, People get really snotty about it, Jonathan, saying, well, he's never managed any good size, he's never done anything. But I, I would take Hughesy because I think he's much smarter than people give him credit for. And 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 he is a Chelsea fan. I, I like the Chelsea connection with Hughesy, and I, I would I would be happy with that, although people... I think he'd do well with a, yeah. with a team of
2: better players. The, the problem is, will, will we have well, a team there of we better go. players?
0: I mean, people good. always say that, you know, well, you know, if, if you want to be like a mid-table club, then fine, you know, that's what they say, but... I I I I like him, you know. I I would I would have him, um. Tony, um. Well, I, I,
1: aside from the obvious um, Allegri at uh, Juventus, um. If you're just looking around the Premiership, I mean, I I I'm not keen on Pochettino. Um, I, there's something about he's him. Argentinian. I mate. on it. Yeah, I think that might well be. Yeah, it might be well as as simple as that sort of stereotype.
0: <laughs> you um, know me. I, I never fail to disappoint. <laughs>
1: um. I, I like the idea of Cooman And uh, do you know what the, the, the other shame of it is? It's just, I think it's probably two years too early. But I really, really think that Eddie Howe at Bournemouth has done one of the most fantastic jobs in football. Um, and he's good with the media. He comes across well. Um, and I just think, you know, in a couple of years' time, maybe when he's got a couple... Of, what he's done with Bournemouth this year, keeping them up, is nothing short of miraculous, I think. You know, they, they, they should have been... Instant relegation fodder, and they're can, they're not going to get relegated. Um, and to do it on their budget and everything is amazing. So yeah, he would have been a, a shout for me, along with Hughesy as well. I do agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Job,
3: Eddie, so your Butler calling, thinking... Jonathan? <laughs>
0: yes, it
4: is.
1: Hello. <laughs> I just, I would just say one more thing. I, I think this a lot of fans um, get hung up and say, "Well, you've got to go out and get the best," um, and we have had the best. And I always think it's the old um, investment thing, isn't it? You know, past performance is no guarantee of future performance. And there were times in the past when good clubs would go out and get good coaches that were on the verge yeah. of doing something, you know. And it was about spotting that. Well like guy, like you know, Hoddle when that we
0: got Hoddle. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, things like that. You know, I mean, um, uh, and I think. There are, there are opportunities out there to do that but um, you know we won't do it obviously you know that as well as I do we're ob-
2: Tony we're obsessed with the, with yeah. foreign managers and coaches yes. aren't we it, it yes. seems to be they won't ever look inwardly to the Premier League they just look straight outside into the uh, into Europe unfortunately
1: and, and uh, yeah and it's a shame because I think it's a bit of a con really because I think this is, it's almost like a fashion it's, it was like English goalkeepers were you know always sort of regarded highly and then suddenly it became all foreign and now you're seeing the likes of Butland and, and, and uh, uh, Foster. Fraser Forster and all this coming through and now it's sort of starting to maybe swing back and I, I just think you know I I, I wouldn't mind a, uh, having a look around right we've got one more
0: question and we you know there's we've got four minutes so we need to be fairly brief on this one um, and it's from Kurt Chelsea who says question for anyone I'm going to ask this to Dan uh, opinions on why players leave Chelsea on loan and then play well elsewhere obvious examples being of course Salah and Cuadrado uh, well
3: wow, good question um Pressure, less pressure at the other clubs. Perhaps their stars more suited to the Italian game. I mean, again, Salah Cadrage never really got enough time to prove themselves. They've gone to Italy, they've all got four seasons and they're showing they are they have got some talent. But, you know, these players aren't mugs. I mean Salah was a great hope of Basel. Quadrado had a good track record. They came to Chelsea, barely got any game time, so we didn't really see the best of them. They've now gone, both had good seasons and we've seen what you know, they are decent players.
2: I can't really agree with you, Dan. I just thought that they, when they were given the opportunity, they, they contributed nothing, Um uh, uh, and and they, they 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 there was obviously some reason that they were unbelievably nervous. every time they came on the pitch, you just thought, well, they look like rabbits in the headlights here. These two. Um, oh, no! I'm not, yeah,
3: I wasn't saying they didn't. They didn't prove themselves at Chelsea. No, but they, I, I, don't, they I, think,
2: I don't think giving them any kind of, even if they give them more time, I don't think that.
3: Uh, They'd they'd have revealed anything other than they they were scared. Uh, it's all hindsight. Things so like with you know Kevin De Bruyne and Roman Lukaku, these these players have gone. They could have gone the other way and been really shit and playing for some, you know, third-rate European team. And
2: perhaps one, probably, one should ask: Is there a problem with playing for Chelsea rather than uh, Well, playing well for the, is the other there, team? well,
3: that, that that begs the question: Where, you know, what is wrong with Chelsea from top to bottom? I mean, I think Salah was a, a decent player, and Rome was probably his level. Cadrano was a decent player, and he's, he's he's performing well in a very good team, so he must have some mm. talent. Why they didn't work at Chelsea?
0: Well, I mean, my, my own view on it is that I I think it's down to pressure and expectancy and. I know, I know we, we find it a little bit hard to grasp the reality, but we are one of the, or well, up until this season, certainly, one of the elite clubs in Europe. And the Premier League is certainly seen globally as the most important league in the world for... Really, only because of its 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 its, uh, its its global reach and and its money. I think it's money, you know, because potential. I think it's not the it's not the best league in the world. It's probably the most competitive and certainly the most entertaining. But you know, basically, if you are, talk to a lot of foreign players and you hear a lot of the interviews that go around, they all want to play in the Premier League. They're really attracted to it. So basically, a, a player who I mean, I thought Quadrado, for example, was one of the best players in the World Cup in Brazil. I thought he was fantastic, and then he comes over here and his sphincter went into overdrive, and that was it.
3: <laughs> that's the thing it's like you look at um, James,
0: James. Hammers. it's like that bloke who plays for Stoke uh, who, who's no, you look at the spelling of his name and it's English and it's pronounced in Spanish who's, who is that player god what was it Coates that's it yeah Curtis Ralph Coates that's it Ralph Coates that's
3: it you stole my line oh Dan gets really upset because we do we do it every week
0: somebody usually me steals Dan's line so Dan carry on I'll give you the floor. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> but
3: yeah, yeah. quadrado, weren't we? Yeah, he's, he's performed very well in, in a in a in a top top Italian team. So, uh, will he get a chance next season? I don't know. I think well, Conte likes him. Of apparently. Yeah, I mean, depending on what the budgets are and what we're around, I think a lot of these players will come back. And we might find, where we go on tour this year, they're going to be a big squad, a lot of players. He's got Lickdown. 60 players on just... our
0: books. 60 players. Yeah. So that is just mental. I mean, it really is. Anyway, look, we've got to go to a break. we're nearly up to time. But before we do, I will say several things. One, I really enjoyed that. That was quite fun. We might do this more often. Uh, did you enjoy that, lads? Yeah, they're yeah they're good. I hope your people, the people in Mixer did too. But I've got to, to let the lads know about this post on Mixler here from Osgood9 who he was at the Liverpool match in 65 which I think was a semi-final wasn't it Wednesday 66 and Leeds in 67 Jonathan how about that oh, oh that's
2: wonderful I mean I was at the yeah. Leeds
0: 67 game as wasn't well, that some yes. sort of an epic kind of you know quite a lot of replays and stuff no, it was the it was some
2: um, we cheated in didn't the last... we few minutes with a free kick which the referee dis- that's it referee we cheated yeah yeah I've
0: seen photographs of Peter Lorimer and Billy Bremner going absolutely mental
2: I don't think we cheated. I just think the referee yeah. made a decision to uh, the, the free kick had been taken. I'd like to think quickly.
0: we did cheat Leeds, though. That would, that would give me immense satisfaction. Yeah, that would have been right. People, idea. look, thank you, you people on Mixler, so much for those questions. I really quite enjoyed that, and, and I would be up for doing that again. I tell you what, I would also be up for. I would up, be up for maybe allowing one or two of you to maybe do a, a Skype call with us, so you can actually phone and ask your question in person. If I could figure out how one does that, then uh, then I then I might consider that because that would be a bit fun and also a bit like we used to do on sports. Tonight Live. Anyway, um, after the uh, after this little break, uh, we're going to be having the usual roundup of Chelsea supporter news, together with an exciting competition to win uh, money or vouchers to get a Chelsea shirt at Classic Football Shirts. Do not run away. We will be back in a minute. Real fans, real opinions.
3: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Football Footballfancast.com
0: Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. And we are now on the home straight, and we are having a lovely time with our people in Mixler, who've just asked us loads of questions. And I'm having a lovely time with my three fellow podcasters, who are Tony Clover.
1: Hello, sorry, I had a out of mouth. That's why. Food, see, there.
0: I I can't actually see you, Tony, but I have this sixth sense for how to fuck people up. So,
2: Tony, well done. You're, you're you're eating. Yeah. While doing the how unprofessional. So well, unprofessional, you know, what do what do you expect oh from people
0: gosh. who do the podding shed, mate? I mean, you know. Well, yes, <laughs> you know. I don't know.
2: They they stuff themselves with the podding they clearly shed constantly do. They while clearly they're on do air, You know, yeah.
0: that, they? know. We we would never do that though, ever, would we? I, I do ever. remember actually the days when we used to do the show in Putney Station, and, and we'd, we'd be starving and drinking heavily usually, uh, and we'd quite often tuck into pizzas, and we and we 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 were like dogs with the with with food, you know, we couldn't hold on and restrain ourselves, so we would launch into these pizzas, and I got this very complaining email or post from this this lad in India telling us off for eating pizza while we were broadcasting, and it was just unprofessional and disgraceful. It,
2: Oh, but I, it added something to the atmosphere though when I it know exactly like I thought it was good I enjoyed
0: it I thought it's yeah I real, it's a real t- Yeah, it's real they were they were
2: in a in a in a in
0: a, a anyway, cafe what was it as you've restaurant? heard I've also got the lovely Jonathan Kidd in the house and we've also got the wonderful Dan Silver
3: hello yeah, dan's not, not eating, eating
0: cuz dan is a professional there we go right now I've got loads of things to to get through now uh, the first of which uh, Jonathan is going to tell us all about Jonathan classic
2: football shirts chelsea fancast and classic football shirts have come together to offer all football fans around the world a fantastic opportunity to win a 50 pound voucher from classic football what was shirts. that
0: again was that classic again. classic classic football
2: shirts you can tell they wrote Stop. this can't you, <laughs> you, you, can, you can. Well, the next time i see it i won't give it as much oomph. i don't think it, oh, it's just mentioned at the end from then oh twice at the end as well Classic football shirts stock a huge range of original football kits from all over the world. Leading brands such as Adidas, Nike, Puma, ASICS, Kappa, Lotto, and Jorma. I've never heard of that one. To name just a few. Whether it be new products with the tag still on, rare player issue items, or pre owned classic shirts from the past, this is I an know. ad. Gitch. The site has something for any football fan with kits dating back to the 1970s right through to this season's collections, you'll find it hard not to reminisce about the fond memories from yesteryear. This competition is open to entrances from all over the world, so whether you live in Kensington or Kenya, you'll still have a great chance to win this fantastic prize. It couldn't be simpler to enter. All you have to do is answer the simple question below. How many times have Chelsea, yes, that's Chelsea, lifted the Premier League title? to enter. Click on the link to the competition, which I will put up now. Oh, I forgot to
0: do that. Oh, oh, oh.
2: Panic. Put put the link up now. Later, Chidge. And I mean now. No, it's not. I will get it
0: up in a minute, as the actress said to the bishop.
2: Chidge will get it up in a minute, as the actress said to the bishop. And right after the show on the Chelsea Fancast, Twitter and Facebook
0: pages Yeah, yeah, I will. Don't panic.
2: where I'll be placing this blog. It's that simple. The competition closes at midnight on the 31st of March 2016 and the winner will be announced soon after. The winner will receive an email from Classic Football Chat to organise the prize. As a thank you for entering, all participants will also receive an exclusive discount to use at Classic Football
0: Chat. Oh, my Uh, giddy-on. Yeah, brilliant. Jonathan, you are an absolute If Carlsberg did ads, that would be the one. They,
2: they wasn't no, I've been Jonathan on a Kalsberg ad actually. I did one originally. You know that. Was the only, the only
0: thing that could have improved
1: that is if you'd have had Pearl and Dean music in the background. <laughs> 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 the
3: Jonathan wasn't getting up a different voiceover. I've got. I've got. <sighs>
0: <laughs> I've got to say, Jonathan, I, I laughed my cock off listening to Talk Sport the other day because, first of all, they had you doing the Formula One ad, and we I giggled with you the other week when I, I told you off for reading really fast. What I didn't realise was that yes. you were clearly rehearsing for that ad. And and then, right <laughs> after that ad, they put another ad of yours on there, and I thought, has, has the ad scheduler figured this out, that actually every ad that they're running in this break is a Jonathan Kidd voiceover?
2: Yeah, but only you could tell, George. Well,
0: I think most people would be able to figure that out, but anyway, there you go. I don't think so. There were different reads were
2: they... Formula One, Formula One, then the one afterwards. The one afterwards, I think, was for prostate cancer, wasn't it? I think no, that would be. I can't remember. Different, oh. different read, more sympathetic read. I can't read. remember. Anyway, are, are you suffering from prostate cancer? It, it would have be, been that I, like, I like
0: the, I like the Channel Four. It gets really, really fast as it goes, and, and then instead it slows it does, down. It, does, it was it does, just it wonderful. It
2: that was. There was no, and it, well, there was no nothing added to it. You know, it wasn't. No, no. Up, I knew it was. You, all you,
0: do, you were being terms and conditions, man. Yeah, but oh, I love the way that you went really, really, really fast and then you slowed down. It was brilliant. Anyway, yeah. you you're going to do yeah, the CFC right. UK one. Yeah. I'd like oh, to, but yeah. before you do, look, people, I will get the the link up on Mixler before we go. You know, before we finish the show tonight, I promise. All right. Okay. So I will do that, and then you can enter the competition, and you get. I think you get a discount and all sorts of other stuff too. So please enter. It'd be lovely. Right. Sorry, J.K. Off you go.
2: No problem. Uh, CFC UK. You can get CFC UK at home games. From the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube and also at Away Games. If you can't get it there, you can, also, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the USA, follow Twitter account at CFCK, CFC UK USA. I'll say that again at CFC UK USA. And if anyone is interested in getting a CFC UK copy, contact, contact Dan Lundberg. On Twitter at D Lundberg. That's at D L U N D B E R underscore. Oh yeah, there's yeah. an underscore on there. Well uh, done. I've got a red. I've got a red line under it, telling me that it's. It's you know. Madness.
0: Oh, well, they, I, always get, I always miss that, usually, because Dan used to always remind me. <laughs> anyway, right, uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust. We've got some very interesting news yeah. about the trust. Uh, obviously, first of all, you must go and join it. Uh, and if you do, you can get your voice heard by the club. Uh, it's five quid to become a voting member. Uh, it's free to be a, a non-voting member. But sign up at chelseasupporterstrust.com so you can attend the meetings, come to the events, and vote on all of the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard. And of course, follow them on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. And you'll be delighted to know that in the house tonight, the lovely CFC unofficial Debs, who's on the board of the Supporters Trust, is working very, very hard on uh, redoing the website. And I had a sneaky look at it today, and it is wonderful. She's doing a great job, and that'll be going live soon. Now, before all of that though, uh, they're in fact well in fact actually Chelsea Fancast is going to be hosting a virtual general meeting. This Wednesday at 7 o'clock. And uh, what, how that work is you just basically do what you lot are doing now. You can listen live on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot forward slash Chelsea hyphen fan And you can ask questions of the board representatives who will be on, including the chairman Tim Rolls and myself, uh, possibly another couple of others too. And the agenda will cover ticket pricing, the reaction to the club's announcement and the Premier League 30 pound cap. Brompton Cemetery Project, Temporary Stadium redevelopment and the CPO uh, the delay in the announcement of TV games, the atmosphere the 2016 survey and the website rebuild which I've just mentioned already. Now um, the VGM is a great opportunity to reach out to trust members who can't get to the SGMs in person which we usually hold in a pub after the game. Uh, So especially members from abroad. So make sure you listen in on Wednesday and ask the board some questions uh, by you know posting on the Mixler chat room and get your voice heard. So there we go. That'll be a bit of fun. Jonathan, up to you next.
2: Is this the Brompton, it Brompton Cemetery cleanup? Uh, hello, everybody. It's the Brompton Cemetery cleanup post. Um, the CST board is very pleased to announce that in conjunction with the Friends of Brompton Cemetery and the Royal Parks, we will hold our first Volunteers Day to assist with the cemetery tidy up and grave tending on Saturday, the March the, March the 26th, at 11am. That's Saturday, March the 26th. This Saturday, isn't it? Indeed it is. is. There are a number of graves closely associated with Chelsea FC and several of these are inaccessible due to overgrowth. Chelsea Football Club has kindly agreed to provide us with any tools and safety gloves we might need. Uh, There are already a number of people who have expressed an interest in helping us on the day. We hope this will be the first of many such events. Further details will be released to members nearer the time. But if you're interested in coming along, please email inquiries at chelseasupporterstrust.com. That's inquiries at chelseasupporterstrust.com, using the subject header Brompton Cemetery.
0: CP, v- ver- well, I know, isn't that a wonderful thing, actually? And I, I, I know for a fact that there's quite a lot of uh, there's been a really good response. I think to that. So there's going to be. Sadly, I can't make it myself because I shall be marooned down in Winchester. But uh, I know that there's quite a lot of people going. And, I mean, you know, that'd be great. And I think, actually, if I was there, it'd be a bloody good excuse to go to the pub afterwards. So there you go. And hopefully...
2: Are there some, are there some Chelsea players buried Oh, there?
0: God, yeah. All sorts of people. I mean, we, we um, I think, contributed quite a lot of money to getting a, an ex-player's uh, gravestone done up. I mean, Debs, I think, will, will know better than I because uh, she remembers things like that. Uh, Andy Silverman's father-in-law is, is laid to rest there. So there we go. But also, lot the Mears family. Uh, I mean, all sorts of people associated with Chelsea. And, you know, what they're, what they're planning to do on Saturday is really good. And I'm delighted there's been such a, a healthy response, which is lovely. So there you go. Right. Uh, CPO, Jonathan? If you want to earn a little bit of Chelsea and protect the future of the club,
2: go and buy a share the Chelsea pitch owners who own the freehold of Stamford Bridge and whose aim is to ensure that Chelsea Football Club will remain playing football at Stamford Bridge. To find out how to buy a share for £100, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com slash fans chelsea pitch owners and follow them on Twitter at pitchowners
0: marvelous yes and uh, the other thing about that is martin wickham did an unbelievably superb uh, blog uh, which we put up on the on the chelsea fancast website last week which uh, and martin actually writes brilliantly it has to be said but he encapsulated in one blog um, in a very even-handed way, why the Chelsea pitch owners are still integral to the future of Stamford Bridge. And I recommend that if anybody's got a, a five minutes to spare, that they go onto the FanCast website and, the, and they have a read of that. And whilst we're at it, uh, some bloke called Tony Glover put one up last week, which was fantastic. Yeah, mate, really good blog as well, actually. We were blessed this week. And uh, and I think uh, I put one of um, Clayton's up as well today, the youth, youth, youth one. So, here we go, look. Lots to read. Always a good read. Always a good read. So thank you to the people who put the blogs up there. But do read them. They're worth it. They write very, very well, my people. Right. Uh, The last plug for the week, uh, which was sent in by the lovely Brenda uh, to me this afternoon. Um, But this is Canner's on Tour. There is no better tour than Canner's on Tour, I can tell you. But uh, it looks like he's, having been in Australia and India recently, it looks like he's off to the States again so the schedule is uh he's going to be with the boston blues uh in the banshee pub from may the 14th to the 17th i don't think he's going to be in the pub solidly for four days but if i was there i would be but i think that's basically where they're going to do the evening with him but it'll be sometime between the 14th and the 17th of may uh get hold of at boston underscore blues for more information there Um, He's going to be with the Atlanta Blues between the 17th and the 22nd of May. Um, The focal point being the Meehan's Buckhead Pub. And you can get hold of Atlanta Blues by tweeting at ATL Blues. He's going to Dallas uh, between May the 22nd and the 26th, where he's going to be with the Shed End Dallas Mob. And the focal point there is the Londoners Pub. And they are at Dallas Shed End. And last but by no means least, uh, he's gonna be with the Bi- Bio City Blues. I always think of uh, Credence Clearwater. Born in the Bayou. Remember that, Tony? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yes, that... Um, I would have yeah, to yeah I, I had you since, down as a yeah. closet Credence Clearwater fan, mate.
2: Who is that other chap? Tony Joe, what was his name? Tony Joe.
0: You lost me there, JK. Mm-hmm.
2: He used to sing lots of stuff about Did the he? Bayou, Tony Joe okay well, come i prefer me, a bit it?
0: john Fogerty yeah. myself but there you go born in the bayou okay. uh, I, I i quite i also like a bit of tugling, mate a bit of chugling Tugling, yeah i like a bit of chugling yeah okay no Can google tugel you and you'll find out um anyway bayou okay. city blues <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell it chitch with a t c-h-o-o-g-l-e yeah. or or I l-i-n-g Tugling clever things with a T to no, no that's northern to oogle that's something completely different t'oogle. JK anyway the Bayou C- sorry Brenda I'm nursing this little plug right up anyway Bayou City Blues Uh, between May the 26th and the 29th uh, the focal point being the Phoenix Brew Pub Um, and of course you can get hold of Bayou City Bayou City I'm, I'm t- pronouncing it horribly I'm sure anyway it's at Bayou B-A-Y OU City Blues. Now, uh, the other thing about this trip, uh, like the last time he went out there, is that Paul will be playing, although I've written it as plying some football. Not quite sure what I meant by that, but I'll go with uh, playing instead. Playing some football in aid of the Soccer Streets charity. So if you want to help out with that and donate some money to that very worthwhile cause, go to soccerstreets.org forward slash squad forward slash 517. Goodness gracious me! We're almost done. That—that's—that was. Uh, I think actually, Jonathan and I need a round of applause for that because I think that was, that was quite a hard work, wasn't it, J.K. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm giving myself yes. a clap, not for the first time. Me too. Tony Joe White. Tony, Tony Joe, White. Joe White. Tony yeah. Joe White.
2: Though never a huge commercial success, Louisiana-born singer, songwriter, guitarist, Tony Joe White is revered amongst musicians and blues and rock aficionados, alike as the king of swamp mm-hmm. rock.
0: Uh, some very sad news has come in from Andy, uh, Andy Silverman. He says, in case I missed it, which of course I did, uh, please mention uh, Ryan Ross who's a young Chelsea fan from Ireland age 4 who passed away from leukaemia last week rest in peace that's very sad news oh, no age champ. at all um, I don't really how do you follow that really you can't can you uh, that's awfully sad news ok right um, it's time to go people I think we've, uh, we've had your money now it's time to go home or you've had your day out it's time to go home or you've had your evening out so it's time to go home isn't it chaps what do you think <laughs>
1: I think that's yes there are less polite versions yeah. of that phrase here so, for the fan yes, cast you're so. only
0: here for the fan cast, <laughs> the fan cast. Uh, I tell you what uh, you know uh, yeah. I, what, I, as it happens I was quite bubbly actually I was quite hung over yesterday but I was basically quite in quite a good mood um, but had I not been in a good mood I would have been I, I'm I'm feeling quite pumped up and thoroughly cheered up after doing the show tonight Tony
1: Uh, Oh yes, me too. And uh, you know, you bear in mind how fragile I was telling you I was before coming into this. And I can genuinely say um, I feel I'm now back up to about 90% uh, efficiency. So I'll be off to bed in about half an hour to recover. It's it's good you had a meal as
2: well, didn't you? While you
0: were doing this as well.
1: Because oh, yeah. I had a meal as well. I was doing it. Yes. Yeah, so, so I've been refueled as well. Yes. Yeah. I've <laughs> got a
0: lovely Twitter uh, post here. Great show, guys. This is from Debs Great show, guys. Brilliant laugh. J.K. was on top form. <laughs>
2: yeah. Tony Joe White, Poke Saladani, Gates of... It's gone. It's, and gone, it's,
1: it's, gone it's gone. It's gone very isn't it? This yeah? I mean, all of a sudden we're, we're we're entertaining and educating and informing.
2: I think it's okay. Grown.
0: First time I've ever heard it called that, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's
2: the way the BBC should be. You're yes, indeed.
0: Um, now, Zuriol. Zuriol's asked a very good question here. Chidge, do you still do Mimi TV? No, we don't. And there's a very good reason for that, uh, Zuriol. Although, uh, you know, quite possibly now it would be easier for me. But I, I was finding that, you know, spending quite a lot of the Monday putting this together, then doing it for a couple of hours um, and then then if I did Mimi TV afterwards that'd be like another half an hour to an hour much as I enjoyed doing it although you know we got about five ten people in there which is not a great deal uh that that would take another hour and that would be like 10 half 10 I hadn't eaten and then I still had to upload the podcast so and then I had to drive home from London to Winchester so basically I thought something's got to go here and it was Mimi TV so very sadly I ended our relationship there in but the upside is, is that now we do the show, and I get this, I'll get this on air for you within the next hour or two. So there's always a a, a silver lining to a cloud. And talking of Zerial, I don't, I'm not going to mention what you said in your email, and I hope I'm allowed to say this, Zuriel, but I'm going to just take a flyer on it. But uh, Zuriel's coming over from Toronto, uh, for uh, well, the period he'll be over here is for the Spurs and the Leicester games, and I know. He's a lovely bloke. I know that he has been listening to the Chelsea fancast pretty much since we started. So he's been here since 2008, uh, when we were most decidedly shit. Um, And I know he's desperately wanting to go to both the Spurs and the Leicester games. So if anybody knows any spare tickets for Spurs and Leicester, uh, let me know, and then I can let Zuriel know. But I think he's after two for each. So keep your ears to the ground, because if anybody deserves to go to a game with the rare opportunity they get to get over to England from, from Canada than it is Zuriel. He is a fine man. So please help us. If you can just let me know, you know, everybody knows how to get hold of me. Just let me know. Fair, fair shout chaps. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Very fair. All right. Yes.
0: Now, um, I'm going to say uh, goodbye to these lovely people, Jonathan. It's been really fabulous having you on the show tonight. I, we missed you last the, the week. Joy as
2: always. Yeah, as I missed always. my right-hand
0: man last week, but I, I felt we needed to give you a week off, you know.
2: No, anytime you want. I'm, uh, you know, I'll just go and play cricket. Excellent longer. stuff.
0: Well, enjoy your net tonight. Um, we'll say goodbye properly Thanks in a much. second. But thank you so much for coming on tonight. Really great to have you back on.
2: Well, it's lovely to be amongst such uh, such eminent. Um, uh,
0: Somebody asked me a question. It might have even been Tony in the pub on Sunday. They asked me, Do you, does Jonathan ever come to the pub? It was you, wasn't it, Tony? It yeah. was me, Chitch. It yeah. was indeed, And I yes. said, well, you know, Jonathan doesn't drink, but he does come to the pub, you know, to come and say hello occasionally. So, uh, so there you go. So you should get yourself down to the cock. That's not a, an innuendo at all. That is... It's, it's actually a pub. There's it definitely never... isn't an innu- innu- innuendo. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's
2: there's a, never an easy way to say that. No,
0: like. there's never an easy way to say. It. I like I like a bit of cock on a Saturday. Yeah. You know. So I think I actually said I that. Innuendo, I, without...
2: innuendo would have been get 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 down to the penis. That would have been innuendo, <laughs> but no. But we. <laughs> um, yes, I'd love to. I said the dilemma I've got is that because I'm, I sit in hospitality, is that everything in there is is uh, already That's paid for. That's true. So, and I've got a group of people that I've been watching the game with for about the last yeah. 25 years, so uh, we always tend to hang around. And, and you have to there, get in but, there really um, early, but, too, yeah, don't given, you? If, if you say, Yeah, we're all at the cock on a certain time, I'll all right.
0: Well, up. or maybe even the Tommy Tucker afterwards, mate. That, that's another idea. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, well, Tommy Tucker's on, on my way home on my yeah. bicycle, so yeah. I'd love to. All right, there. that'll be lovely. Jonathan, great to see you as always. Thank you so much. Dan, um as always, well, it's a pleasure having you here on the show. Uh, but even yeah. even more so, as always, a pleasure seeing you on Saturday and, and and having more than a few pints in the pub afterwards. That was that was a good good uh, good little sesh, wasn't it afterwards? Oh, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean it's all, it's all about it's now about the, the you know yeah. the pre and post match. The bit in the middle is just a real convenience and gets rid of drinking time, really, doesn't it? Gets a chance to say, "Brock, get some food and then come back." It the does indeed.
0: Uh, but Tommy yeah. Tuck's a decent pub, by the way, Mark. What's Mark says, "What's is. the refurbed, renamed pub, uh, Pelican Light like now? Yeah, we like it. We, we go in there after every game now. It's great fun. And the cun, Cundy turned mm. up, didn't he again? Which was nice. Yeah, he's a good
3: form. Yeah, it's good, good fun good he's, stuff. He's, It's just, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, you know, when the football's so shit, you it mate, just make you feel
0: no, so I, like I, I, I I got nice and pissed, which is always what counts. I was in bed by, it was in bed it's, by half ten. So I told me that I had quite a lot to drink."
3: I got very pissed and got a four-legged, pe- four-legged dog confused with yeah, a 2 legged person there right? we go I think the,
0: the less we say about that the better for legal reasons Dan <laughs> yeah um,
3: absolutely
0: <laughs> she wasn't that bad mate honestly
3: oh <sighs> it was dark uh, in that anyway so.
0: um, alright well Tony again I mean you know we're delighted to have you on the show mate I mean you made your debut the other week and you're already back which tells you how much we love you it was
1: it's been an absolute pleasure it is a, you know I there's nothing that, that like, fills me full full of joy than talking about Chelsea. And as Dan said, uh, the pre-match uh, in the cock is just fantastic. I'm going to be joining you for some the last two games of the seat. Well, because I'm missing out on the Spurs game because the TV people changed it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same it.
0: boat, mate. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. Um,
1: but um, no, it's always a pleasure to come on. And, and, and actually as Dan said, it's, you almost feel resentful when you think, you look at your watch and think, oh, bollocks have got to leave the pub now to go and put up with this yeah. shower for minutes yeah. or whatever, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's always a pleasure to come on and, and join you uh, and your wonderful Lovely. podcast. Lovely. Cheers, mate. No, that's very really good. nice. Oh, by the way, there was just one more little thing, I don't know. You, you sounded very chipper hmm. tonight, okay, and I was reading today in the Guardian that uh, Winchester was voted the happiest place to live.
0: Only since you know I, I moved back here.
1: <laughs> right okay you know, you know
0: i was i was born here as it, as it happens you know i i am i am yes, a bona fide a wintonian uh but i also knew about the uh that article and i and i pointed out in fact to debs who was very rude about it the other day on Twitter i remember debs i remember everything never forget that i remember everything Uh, And I had to point out that actually it's been named the best place to live in England since I returned. And I'm expecting a blue plaque to be on my various haunts very soon. So there we go. Right, we've got to go because we're almost out of time. Um, Brilliant to have you lot on here. I really appreciate it. I love you all. Thank you so much. Now, uh, thanks to the international break, there will be no Chelsea fancast next week.
4: (laughs)
1: Boo!
0: Uh, so, uh, we will be back instead on Monday, the 4th of April, and I will be joined by Jonathan Clayton and the ever so wonderful Mark Worrell of Gate 17 fame. So, that'll be a cracker. Uh, now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast, me at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd. Dan at Dansilves73 and Tony at Grosser Jack UK And, of course, don't forget to check out our website. There's some great blogs on there at the moment and the competition, chelseafancars.com. Um, now, as I said, many thanks to my guests this week. They've been brilliant. But a massive, massive thank you to the lovely people in Mixler who have uh, fled. It's halved in the last 10 minutes. They're like Arsenal fans leaving uh, on 80 minutes. <laughs> You're, you're all wankers, the people that have left, but the, the 29 people that are still in there are fantastic. You are hardcore. Hardcore. You know, we love you. We love you, Mixler people. We do. Enough. I should go and have a lie down. You've been brilliant, and I love you. Right. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chels. Up the chills!